Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, shit. No, sorry. Oh, fuck's sake. No, no, it's just because I've set up and I haven't, I, I, I haven't um, put my <laughs> snowball in properly. I'm, re- I'm recording that at the moment. I think I found a pod intro, so there we go. Okay, all right. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the magical mystery land of Rollerish Podcast. I'm your host, The Trunk. I'm joined as ever by Mr. Raj Baines. How are you doing, Raj Baines? I'm very well today, Jack. How are you? You are very well today, aren't you? You've got a, a spring in your step. Do you uh, care to tell the avid listeners as to why you are so happy today? I think they're quite bored of me speaking about myself. Um, we, do, we do this for us, mate, for our own egos. Yeah, um, but they'll have heard me numerous times speak about Kevin Sinfield and sort of admiration I have for him. And last week, speaking about his sports personality of the year and whatnot. And I've, I've been trying to get him for a sit-down uh, to write an article about him. I actually pitched it at the start of the year when he announced he was leaving Rugby League. And, and within that, I, I said that, you know, it's appalling that he's never been recognised by institutions like sports personality of the year um and the club remembered that and they uh they gave me an email the other day and went um do you fancy coming speaking to Kev for a sit down and and after I'd had a bit of a an emotional wobble and and sort of you know managed to um yeah calm myself down I went earlier today and and, and had a good um good half hour uh, if not longer with him and uh, just had a chat about his career and everything over over a cup of tea so it's one of those where you know people tell you not to go and meet your heroes but he, he, yeah he he didn't disappoint i took my took my shirt along from when they first won the league in 2004 and he he quite happily signed it for me and you know he's he's full of questions for me and and just was a, a very lovely accommodating man and it was uh, one of those afternoons you won't for forgetting a in a long in a you know in a short while for anyone that's not listened to us before, number one, you're scum. Um, but secondly, that's, as we've said previously, it's kind of like if Spurs had won the treble and Ledley King was still our captain, that's who Raj spoke to today. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. For me, for me, it is, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I can I can actually tell that I can just hear it in your voice, Raj. It's, it's, it's pretty heartwarming. Well, I remember, I remember when we spoke about him when he... We first announced he was retiring, and we were recording later on that day, I think. And um, a number of people tweeted me because they were like, after I'd spoken about it on the podcast, and they were like, I, I couldn't care less about rugby league, but the way in which you sort of your voice cracked as you spoke about this guy that was leaving, it was, uh, it was, um, you know, it was a it's a big year for the club um, doing what they did. It was a a fairy tale finish because you know three of the biggest players in the recent history of the club all left at the same time, and they left on the back of an unprecedented treble um, for the club, and they, they they literally couldn't have won more than they did. So um, 
it was uh, it was yeah it was dreamlike stuff. Um, Roger's written about it before, but his, his his adage about like bamboo shoots is pretty beautiful. So it's something you should uh, you should check out. I'm not which, sure. Which one of your Tottenham articles did you stick it in? I can't remember. It was one of the past couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I don't think that's one that he's. I don't think he came up with that himself, but it's one that I've heard him tell. Just let him have it, King Kev. <laughs> yeah, Sir Kev. Sir Kev's what he's called, not King Kev. King Kev's more Keegan, isn't it? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's known around. He's known around these parts as Sir Kev, uh, which is funny because he was actually given an MBE after that, <laughs> um, which was uh, almost like the the Queen bowing to pressure. Um, but less about rugby league, mate. We've we've gone on long enough. Yeah, well, we 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 did uh, we drew with West Brom. Shock horror this week. Back to rugby league, Jack. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, I mean, a, a lot of people, uh, one of the main criticisms I've seen, obviously, is we're drawing too many games. Like, you know, just don't... Seb wrote a very good piece today about, like, you know, don't lose sight of where we were at the start of the season, what our ambitions were. Don't let the now alter kind of the long-term plan. Um, and I agree with him on that. I think, you know, people are only getting angry about us drawing away at West Brom, really, because they they're sort of seeing us now as someone that should be pushing for the top four, and we're going to be you know if we're losing these points, we're not going to qualify for that top four. But we, we, I've just put something out on Twitter now. When you look at the top five, you know we're still within touching distance of the title. I, I, I'm not saying that we're going to win the title, but just perspective is massively required at the moment. And I don't think under those conditions and under the circumstances. And the squad we've got at the moment, how hard they've been playing, so on and so forth. That really, we should be uh, we should be getting snobby about still not having lost a game since the start of the season, whether we're accruing a lot of draws or not. Um, not at all, no. I, 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 one of the other criticisms I've heard is that we we people said it, it we turned up and it looked like we expected to win, which. Again, I, I I don't buy that personally. I don't. I think there was it. a bit of a drop off once um, once the goal had gone in because it was quite a soft goal and it was fairly early on and they may have sort of slightly believed in their own hype because they definitely they got battered towards the end of that first mm. half. Um, Good finish for sure. from Ali, by the way, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, but um, I mean, you alluded to that bamboo analogy earlier that I used. I don't think I told it on this podcast, but essentially, what it says is that the bamboo plant. Um, in the first four years of its existence, it it doesn't so much as you know sprout or, or flower at all, or it doesn't grow an inch. It doesn't do anything. Um, but then in its fifth year, within six weeks, it grows ninety feet tall. And the way that in the talk I heard Kevin Sinfield tell that um, analogy, he said, you know, is the hard work done over over six years or five years, um, or is it done in six weeks? And and you know the point he's making there is you know quite clear and I think that's if you apply that to sort of Tottenham now with all the draws we're having is you know these are things that given time if they're allowed to progress in the in the manner they are they will become wins in the future you just sort of you have to learn how to make that transition it's it's not something that happens overnight it's it's I wrote uh, I think the the piece was actually about how you know, in the past, when when Spurs would go on a bad run or something wouldn't come off for us, we'd go, or maybe not us specifically, but people would say, "Oh, it's, it's all right. They'll be they'll be next year. They'll do it next year." Um, and that became a sort of a, a running joke for other clubs to to say about Tottenham. You know, it's always the club that goes on about next year, and mm. you know, next year never happens. But given that there's actually a 
a long-term plan and a, a, a you know i don't I, I don't want to use the word project because there's sort of <laughs> negative connotations after avb left the club um and that was essentially sold on a project but the fact that we've come so far so far down the line with pochettino and because they've been all these positive things occurring with with younger players and and with sort of positivity towards the future it, it actually feels as if you know what next year may actually be another progression on this because there actually seems to be a plan in place to make that happen rather than just wish fulfillment um so it's disappointing not to go and beat a team that you, you if if they'd applied themselves in the manner that we know they can they, they may well have won on another day but a draw is not a bad result given that West Brom had, had beaten Arsenal there in the last game so it's not it's not the the world's easiest ground to go to Tony Pulis isn't the world's easiest manager to to play against when he puts he, 10 he, men he, he, he went involved. old Tony Pulis again didn't he they sort of kicked the shit out of us for quite a lot of the game as well yeah it was it was and if if anyone remembers what it was like to go to the Britannia before they turned into sort of this weird Midlands Barcelona that they're building now. Um, it wasn't an enjoyable place to go because you'd you'd have the shit kicked out of here, and and that's what he's he's turning West Brom into slowly, which is sort of to their detriment because there was something there was something good happening at that club mm. before Tony Pulis got there. Um, but I tell, I, tell you what I, I did take heart from. Um, I think we we did get a bit bullied, and I think like the the physical aspect was something that was quite prominent when you look back on the game I think they they, they did bully us but at the same time I, I, I think the fact we drew the kind of a, a, again a bit of a Tottenham of old I yeah think would have probably definitely lost that game under that definitely and, lost that game yeah and, and it, it, you just you kind of get the feeling with a few of these these young players like the likes of Dyer, for example, he's a prime example of someone that just, he seems like such a ballsy footballer. So does Ali, to be fair. Um, and it's just nice having that bit of steel, especially in players that are so young as well, that they're just kind of willing to, to get in and get on with it. Harry Kane as well is another player that doesn't seem to sort of, you know, wilt under pressure. He just, you know, gets on with it. And uh, James McLean was a real menace, actually, that game. He, he had a good game against us. Um, yeah, he, he was. He seemed to have a a point to prove because he's he's not been great there. Um, and I think it's uh, it's one of those where he actually uh, properly showed what he can do when he actually is asked. Well, fuck, uh, fuck West Brom, fuck Tony Pulis, um, and like you were saying about Stoke, just a quick nod to them. They played some fucking beautiful football against Man City the other day. Bojan, like, it, oh. I, I think it's Bo Yan now, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, he's Bo, changed Bo it. Yan. But, uh, yeah, very very nice. Is it not Bo Can? Because don't they pronounce their J's as K's? No, because I'm not... Like a... I, I think his name isn't a traditional Catalan name. I think it comes from elsewhere, which is why it's not the way in which you think it's going to be pronounced. Is he uh, double foreign? <laughs> um, something like that. He may, he may be... The, you know, one of those nasty immigrants. Yeah, they all are. Probably um, arrived I in. I, I don't actually think that just for anyone no, that thinks I do. I mean, just some of them. Um, I do. I hate immigrants being, you know, the the product of two immigrant families. But, um, well, no, but yeah, but you were born here, mate, so you're allowed to hate them. Yeah, to be fair. I'm different. So, 
Um, we just, I mean, there's not a lot to say about Monaco, really. We've qualified. Um, I think probably the main talking point is what sort of a side we're going to feel because you, you would like to think, and I understand that Pochettino wants to take this competition very seriously, so on and so forth, but given that we have qualified, we need a draw to win the group, I believe, anyway. Um, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. But uh, No, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're three points ahead of Anderlecht, so... Um, I just, I, I don't know, maybe Son up front instead of Harry Kane? You I think go full red nap and, and change the full 11, I'd say. Yeah. Give, the, give the lads a bit of a rest um, that need it for once um, and try and use it as an opportunity to test, test their squad depth. Players like Tom Carroll and, and Josh Onoma, who's been sort of floating around yeah. having a start. And um, who else have we got? That, that who's a striker? Sh- Shaven something or other? What's his yeah. name? I don't. I don't think he's quite ready yet. Is it Harrison? I think so, perhaps he was. He was. He got put in a match day squad, didn't he, the other week? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty we can test out. Andres Townsend needs to redeem himself. Um, Fazio and Kevin Wimmer who yeah. f- forgot existed. Yeah, it'd be good to see Wimmer and give give Vorma a chance. I think to concede yeah. A couple of goals. The the downside of that for Wimmer is that he has to do two men's job when he plays next to Fazio. But yeah. um, at least he'll, it's baptism of fire, isn't it? Yeah, at least he'll play. Um, ben Davies will play, um, you know, um, what's his name, Kieran Trippier, and give Michelle Vorma a game. be nice to see a couple of, I, I mean, I would like to see Son play just to get him up to speed a bit more. Maybe give Eric Lamella a start as well, get him back in the you know, swing of things. It's been a bit ring rusty since his, uh, since his thing, hasn't yeah. he? He just he strikes me as that type of player, Lamella. Like, I do, I do love him, but just takes him that, that little bit longer than other players to kind of get back up to speed again, doesn't it? Seems that way, yeah. I still love him. He's a good player. It was, it was nice to have him come back on um, the other day. But, uh, well, uh, I expect us to win that group, really. It'd be nice to see us win the group and uh, get a nice, meaty, meaty draw in the next round. It looks like there's going to be quite a few decent teams dropping out. United look like they're about to drop out into it. City. Um, Arsenal. Oh, they'll fucking win it, won't they? Not if they play us, they won't. True, true, true. Be horrible to see him win it though. <laughs> Real Madrid eight 0 up against Malmo. Yeah, didn't Ronaldo get four goals in eleven minutes? Uh, Thirty nine, forty seven, fifty, and fifty eight. He's got he's got um, half time in the middle of that to take a quick breather. But you know, still. Benzema on a hat trick as well. Mm. He's uh, he um, what do you call it? He uh. Are we allowed to make Matthew Valbuena jokes or is that an ongoing case? I think it's ongoing, isn't it? Yeah, I'll leave that joke then for now. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's leave that joke there and move on to a couple of other questionable gentlemen. In the, uh, <laughs> Definitely don't blackmail yeah. anyone. In the form of Taylor and Bestie, our good friends from Newcastle. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Rulerish Podcast, Taylor and Bestie. How you doing, lads? Smashing, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've, I've, I've shunned you the past couple of times we've recorded, actually. Um, Have you? I didn't yeah, realise. I believe so, yeah. I know. Well, that's, that's the ah, absence well. I leave in most people's lives. Do you not remember well, the, the nightmare we had last time, Taylor, try to record it? Oh, that's right, yeah. I Me, mean, I just thought that was something... I thought it was your fault, to be honest, Raj. I, I just thought, <laughs> you, probably, thought probably. you just fucked it up. I thought, it, it was your mate there helping you, you know? Uh, no, it's such a bad experience that I've since moved house just to sort of expel <laughs> myself of... Was that the one where you asked me to record your podcast for you then, email it to you? 
That yeah. was good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this one actually, Roger. You were yeah. absolutely livid, weren't you, as well after that one? I think. Yeah, it wouldn't work properly, and I lost all patience with it. <laughs> so I just made I made Taylor do it instead. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. about right. Cheers to that, mate. Yeah, no bother. Anytime, just send the check. We'll be even. Um, do you want to... Uh, Ashley now. What's that? That he sounds like Mike Ashley now. Mm. Send the check. All good. What you don't realise is I've actually sold all of the um, image rights to your podcast uh, <laughs> from under your noses for, for one pound. So now I own everything to do with that podcast. I'm sure you'll make a good tenner, maybe. He's, got like, a, um, he's got like a, a homeware shop open in Leeds now. It's where the old sports soccer or sports director, whatever it's called these days, used to be because they've gone into a bigger shop. And he's got like, essentially, it's the same brand, just with different colours on the font. And they sell tap around the house instead of crap sports stuff. And I didn't even know that brand existed. Is it like Lonsdale tablecloths and (laughs) tap-out cutlery sets? (laughs) Slazenger coasters. (laughs) I've never been in to know, but it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Um... Lads, do you want to uh, do you want to plug your documentary you've been working on before we start talking about actual football and stuff? Best of you do it because you haven't actually said anything yet. So yeah, okay. Well, I'll I'll do that now. Um, for those who don't know, and I shouldn't imagine it's been a hot to- topic amongst the Tottenham Hotspur supporting community. Really, <laughs> um, Taylor and I are, are in the middle of making a film celebrating the team that beat Tottenham seven um, one <laughs> in December ninety six. Um, and, uh, except the emphasis is going to be on the game that the won against Man U, but it's essentially the same team. Yeah, um, that was the game where Keegan said the look on Jerry Francis's eyes is what made him pack in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing to do with Jerry's haircut, <laughs> which he's still got now. I know you see him on Sky Sports. I, I did a thing a few weeks ago where he was on Sky Sports, and I thought, I wonder if he's had the same haircut since. He was like, you know, a lad. Wikipedia, Google, all that carry on. And he's had the same haircut since the early 70s. It's awful, yeah. isn't it? He looks like he's in like a status quo tribute act or something, doesn't it? But there's, there's a photo of him, I think it was when he was a QPR. And even then it looks shit. <laughs> like, you know, him and uh, him and Steve McLaren are the only two men in football who've got three haircuts on the same head. <laughs> they've got six. They've got six haircuts between the two of them. Do you think McLaren's trying to do what Ronaldo did in the nineteen nine, uh, sorry, 2002 World Cup final? <laughs> Just not shave the rest what, off though. The little muff at the front, so, so his son can recognise him from the stands. Yeah, I, <laughs> it might be that. Yeah, I never thought of that. It's good. I imagine that little bit just behind the tuft will be quite handy for holding. Like you could maybe rest some nachos in there or something like that during the game. You know, that little hollow that he's got. Just oh, put some, he, put some dips in there. Persevered with the front bit. No one's told him. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's abysmal, isn't it? It's absolutely piss poor, mate. It's really bad. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Chinky doesn't have mirrors in his house. Maybe they're all really low. So all that he can see is the front and the lower front of his hairline and he thinks it looks great. He has absolutely no concept of scalp. That's the problem. He doesn't he doesn't think that scalp exists beyond the the top of his forehead. And that's it. Dunno. Maybe he goes to maybe the barber just keeps doing it. Every time he goes in he says, Right, listen, this time, mate, no taking the piss, right? Just just do it properly. And the barber just goes, eh, there you go. Fuck off. <laughs> How would you like that? I'm kind of glad he's got it, to be honest with you. It's his thing, isn't it? It's his stamp. 
You'd know it was him. Like Philippe Albert's moustache or yeah. like every Beatles hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got Steve McLaren's island. I don't yeah. think Beatle asked for the hand, did he? Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, I was going to say it was a USP, wasn't it? So it was. Raj, there was a lot of strange stuff going on in entertainment in the 70s and 80s, so I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, thankfully I wasn't alive for that. So (laughs) (laughs) excellent. Remember, actually, on the subject, Jeremy Beadle died the day Kevin Keegan got the Newcastle job again. (laughs) How do you remember that? See, this is. I was working in a prison down in County Durham. In, Work, in working. Back. Working in... in working. <laughs> it's actually where I met my wife. And, um, <laughs> it really is as well. That's, that's true. That. that is actually completely 100% true when I can vouch for that. <laughs> she was doing a 10 stretch. And because we were, we were coming back from, from work and I got a text saying Keegan's got the, the Newcastle job. And I was in the, the Beatle thing was happening as well. And I was trying to think of a joke about giving him a big, a big hand at the the Stoke match in the cup that night. <laughs> it, and it, it wasn't. I'm not pretty proud of that, to be honest with you. I was. That's, that's pretty vile, mate. I would. I, I, I might shame you on Twitter for that if you. I was. Uh, I was a younger man at the time. Jack, that is that is Tim compared to some of the stuff I've heard come out with that lad's mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, don't don't test him. What's the what's the name of the documentary, by the way, lads? It's, oh yeah, it's is it Jeremy about. Beadle's hands aside. <laughs> Taxi Newcastle, <laughs> what it's called. It's it's called uh, looking fake taxi was that? It's called looking for number five, um, which confused me because Taylor came up with it, and I thought well he was number twenty seven wasn't he quite famously, um, but the title comes from the commentary in the game in which Martin Tyler has heard the remark um, on the day when Newcastle would have settled for one here they are looking for number five, um, um, which of course they subsequently got um, immediately after he said that actually, yeah. It's kind of Newcastle's very own. They think it's all over it is now, except only about three people get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon our equivalent of that is, Raj? It's probably like the, that is schoolboy's own stuff, isn't it? The Gaza that's, Free Kids. That's, that's what springs to mind instantly for me. Definitely. Yeah. He's going to have a crack. He is, you know. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Lovely shirt as well, that one. I was still a bit of a part-time Tottenham fan back in them days because you had you had a lot of the players who are who are sort of grew up follow, grew up following as an England fan, you know, because I used to be well into England when I was a kid. So you yeah. had you had Gary Lineker, you had Gaza and stuff, and Justin and was, Edinburgh, of course. Yeah, how can we yeah. lest lest we forget Eric Torsford as well? The there. best, yeah, Eric Torsford. Yep. So um, yeah, I still got a bit of a connection with that team. I was thinking about this earlier on, actually, Taylor. Remember, because we got Tottenham shirts after the cup final that year, didn't we? Uh, yeah. I believe I believe I got the away one and you got the home one. I got the home one. Oh, I... Did you get the yellow one? With the sick on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your sick. That was your sick, though, wasn't it? That was probably what. That was that was yours. I, I got the kind of the white one with the. It was the the shirt that brought. Sorry, the, the kit that brought long shorts back into football. My word! Because before then you had short shorts. And everything was a bit uncomfortable, um, especially for a man built as such as I am, and. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that 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 shirt with it was kind of the the, the shirt. I mean, I'm pointing at my arm here, and you can't see it. The shirt had little blue kind of semicircles on the bottom with spurs written in them, and yeah. the the shorts had a similar kind of thing going on, but there were longer shorts. And it was it was. I remember at the time I only had been eight year old or something, and it was. I remember being quite kind of taken aback. That long shorts thing was a was a reaction to Peter Beardsley's cock falling out in the FA Cup final, or wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was the '86 um, Cup that man. Was it? Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. We're both wrong, actually. It was the 88 euros. There you go. 
All oh, right, because um, the post goals thing. Well, I think post goals was a cup final, wasn't it? When his, his, when his cock fell out, that was the cup final against, against Everton. Little Paul Junior. Yeah. I'm liking your encyclopedic knowledge of cocks falling out. That's oh yeah, man, you've got to study these things, you know. You've got to keep up to date. Have you ever seen Michael Dawson's when he's uh, in the tunnel? That's not his full cock, though. That's just his, his shaft, uh, isn't it? Shaft, top, of, yeah. top of shaft. No bell. Full cock. <laughs> no bell. But he's 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 well built, is Michael? If you uh, want to know. There was an incident a couple of years ago where Shaw Lamiobi came on for Newcastle in the second half of a game and he adjusted his shorts just before he entered the field of play and for just a split second, if you pause the video, you can see a good portion of his Johnson. Um, but yeah, you've got to be quite quick with the old uh, the pause button on that one. Who Was it in the last World Cup? One of the American players just whipped it out and had a piss on the side of the pitch, didn't they? Oh, no, that, that was yeah. to Marcus Beasley in 2006. Yeah. Pretty brazen. It was you pretty brazen, that. It was a bit so Sunday League stuff, that. <laughs> you, you two should start like a tumbler of footballers' cocks. <laughs> Sacking the we've documentary. Got, to be honest, we've got enough on our plate at the minute without putting <laughs> footballers' cocks on there as well. So. <laughs> Julian's dicks. <laughs> Julian's dicks, yes. Hey, yeah, you've already yeah, got we'll, it. We'll call it that. Neil's cocks. <laughs> Adam John- Adam's Johnson. <laughs> Mickey can't broadcast that, lads. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> pending a court case at the moment. <clears throat> Mickey's bell. There you go. Um, do you want to talk about Newcastle? How are you doing this season, at least? No, not really. Is you it? You had a win at the weekend. This week's been brilliant. Yeah, it's been all right, isn't it? It's been all right. Um, I, I, do you know what? I really like Jurgen Klopp. I really like him. Um. And his interview after the game was one of the most refreshingly honest managers' interviews I've ever seen. I thought it was fantastic. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but it was really, really good to watch. He smiled. He was smiling all the way through it and laughing and just saying, the linesman didn't give us the goal, the disallowed offside goal, because we were playing shit, which I quite like. <laughs> but he's, he's, yeah, he's great. I like Klopp a lot. I'm glad he's in the Premier League. It's a better place for him, to be honest. What was it he said something the other week about the fucking West Brom result or something, that was didn't just he? Last, that was the, the, the fucking Crystal Palace. That's it, Crystal Palace. Yeah, last week, when our old mate Alan got one over on him, didn't he? Did he? I, I, I didn't really... Did, did Palace beat Liverpool, did they? They beat them, I think it was 1-0 on the Monday night, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Pardew with one of his bit of tactical master strokes. He's done well at Palace, hasn't he? He's done all right, yeah. That won't last. Well, I don't. It, it might just be a good fit. It happens sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. They absolutely yeah. smashed you a lot, though, didn't they? Oh God, yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Good, you were on good mate of mine who's a Newcastle fan, um, season ticket holder, said that honestly, in his lifetime, it's one of the worst he's ever seen you play that Palace game because he came down for it as well. I was, um, I was at the Leicester game the week before. Cause I've got a season ticket as well, like, and uh, that Leicester game was honestly the worst I'd seen him play ever, and I. I've been, I'm 33 now, I've been going for, well, God, 20 odd years. And that really was the worst I've ever seen him play in person. And from what I can gather, the Palace game was worse again. What, what would you say the root of it is? Is it McLaren? Is it the I've, squad? Personally, I think it's a, a little bit of everything. I mean, it's, it's easy to blame McLaren because the, blaming the manager is kind of the, well, it's what fans do, you know. Um, but I, I think it, it stems from the way the club's been run, the way that the, the, the policy of getting players in. Um, to me, a Newcastle player fulfills his ambition when he leaves the club and goes on to kind of a better club, a bigger club, or Crystal Palace. Even though you know it's kind of 
<laughs> in Newcastle players, like say Musa Sissoko, for example, to my mind, he'd have been told, you play for us for three or four years, then you'll go and play for someone like Arsenal, Tottenham, uh, PSG, you know, a, a club that's going to be in Europe. Um, he said flattering and Tottenham fans there. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't think there's any kind of, I, I think when the, that doesn't happen, they get frustrated and they get bored and they think, oh, well, there's no point anymore. Mm. Um, I was talking to a friend about uh, mine and Taylor's Dan after a game a week or two ago. And I, I mean, I, it was after the Leicester match, but he was referring to a game earlier in the season where apparently Sissoko had been quite down on himself at full time. Um, saying, oh, I was terrible, I was shit, I was awful today. And McLaren said, oh, no, we'll have no negativity in the dressing room. So he has obviously thought, well, if if, if I can't even be honest with myself, then what's the point? Mm. So the, the, he's, the, he's the main culprit for me because what he did on Saturday, he, he, there was a point late in the game where he chased the ball from Liverpool's left back right across the back four to the right back. And he, he didn't let up, you know, he kept on putting the pressure on. And that's what he can do. You know, he's fit enough, he's quick enough, but he he just doesn't like doing it very often. That's all in the kind of, it's, it's infuriating. It's fits and starts with him though, isn't it? It's like, he'll look like an absolute world beater one week and yeah. then and then he'll he'll just not be arsed the next week. And it tends to coincide with whenever we play one of the, you know, in inverted commas, big teams. Um yeah. And he'll and he'll put a bit more effort in because he thinks of himself as being in the shop window for those games. He's come up news, numerous times in the press and said he he has ambitions to play Champions League football, but yeah. as of yet he hasn't done anything which to me would suggest he'd be any good at that level. Um, and even you know even the PSG manager last year came out and said we're looking at players of a better quality than Musa Sissoko. So it was kind of like well Musa mate you're going to have to do it for us before you can go and do it for Arsenal or for for PSG or something like that you know. Um, maybe he's uh, he's just sort of trading on his bit of a, a, a reputation, you know, more so than actually than his performances. Yet he still gets a game for France every time they go out. You know, I, I just don't understand it. Sounds kind of similar to what you had with Ben Arthur as well, in some ways. Although he had horrendous luck with injuries, didn't he? In fairness yeah. to the lad, the thing with Ben Arthur was he was and Greg's well, <laughs> Greg's, yeah, and everything else in KFC and that. But um, the thing with Ben Arthur was a magnificently gifted footballer. You know, I don't think anyone can ever argue that. Um, but he's he's been a shit at every club that he's been at in his entire career. He's caused he's caused problems everywhere he's gone. He's never ever had a good relationship with a manager um, over a long period of time. He always falls out of favour. He always gets arsy. He, he always you know trips his lip. He, he came to us by going on strike at Marseille and forcing a move. Now. And I don't for a minute uh, think he wasn't a brilliant footballer. He was. He, he provided me with some of the greatest moments that I can ever remember at St James's Park as a Newcastle fan. And when you when you get a 60-odd-year-old, those are the moments when you look back and you think, oh, I was there when that happened. I was there when he you know, when he dribbled around the entire Bolton team and scored and all that kind of stuff. But then you think about the times when he let the team down or he didn't put his, his shift in or he was trying too hard to be clever or, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um and and I think with Ben Arthur, it was a bit of one and a bit of the other as well. He was uh, he it, Pardew Pardew didn't handle him well, but at the same time he wasn't without blame in the whole situation, you know. I mean, has there been much movement this year on kind of like the protests against Ashley and that kind of thing? Is is what's the rumbling behind that at the moment? It's kind of got to be quiet, hasn't it, over the past few months? I mean, last, yeah. late last season, um, it was really kind of vitriolic in the stadium and around and on the. 
on Twitter, you know, kind of social networking and stuff. And it, it once Pardew had gone and Carver had limped towards the end of the season, there was a real feeling of kind of almost like uprising, if you like. Um, but over the summer, he kind of he put his hand in his pocket. Well, now there's a thing, has he really? I mean, he spent fifty odd million pounds on players, but every club this summer bought, I think, very well. Even the teams at the very bottom. I mean, you look at um, I can't name a single player who Villa bought, but Sunderland got Jermaine Lance and um, Jan Amvia. Um I mean, Amvia has kind of damaged goods a bit. He's a bit of a heater ball, like as we say. <laughs> but he's um, he's he's obviously a very good player, you know. And I'm, this is these are teams at the bottom, and Newcastle are third bottom, and they spent money on Tovan, Wijnaldum, um, and Bemba and. Mitrovic, and they're obviously reasonable players, but I think it, it's papering over the cracks. The kind of quite a bit of a cliche. I, I think that yeah. more had to be done to the spine of the squad. There was um, more than there was more than oh, fifty million. Oh, Sorry, there was more than fifty million quid's worth of problems in that squad. That's the thing, you know. They, they, they spent fifty million quid on four players, but really they needed to spend sixty, seventy million quid on eight players to to get where anywhere near. Being a, a competitive team, you know, you, they haven't replaced the, the players who were obviously not performing last season, and it's just been a, a, a bit of a nightmare. The, the injuries have started piling up now, and the, the lack of squad depth has become so obvious that you know you've you know, had to get Mike Williamson back in. You've had to bring Mike Williamson back from from uh, from Wolves. The thing brought Mike Williamson back. His first training session back, he pulled his hamstring. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? How does Mike like, Williamson pull a hamstring? I, I'm sure I'm quicker than him. I can only presume somebody dropped a, like an egg roll on the floor or something. <laughs> went and he went for it. But um, he's a bit I, of a fat lad nowadays. No, no, not at all. No, he's in, he's in great nick, Mike Williamson. I wish I was that fat. Like, <laughs> likes his bait. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is with him. I mean, he seems want, a lovely bloke. He's nice. I once bumped into him in the Metro Centre, and and uh, and he was quite happy to have a chat for five minutes. What did yeah. you chat about? Not much, really. Just what you're doing, but chopping and that, Mike. Uh, it was it was the week after he'd scored against Crystal Palace as well, so he was obviously up. Oh, the left foot volley. A left foot volley from two yards. Yeah, beautiful. Be close on that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he, he stood and chatted for a couple of minutes and then I went to get a photo with him and the battery ran out of my phone. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and while all this while my wife looked on in disgust. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I judge from your Twitter, though, Taylor, that you've sort of given up on Newcastle and you're more of a Shields fan these days. Well, I've, I've connected quite well with Shields. We both have, you know, me and, me and Bestie both have connected with Shields um, with it being, it being my the town where I live and Bestie's hometown as well, you know. Um, we've we've reconnected with the non-league team, the local non-league team, because they've only just come back to Shields. They were they were playing down in Peter Lee, kind of half an hour's drive away for a long time. And new owner came in, bought up the old ground, and and brought them back. Um, and and you know, I'm I'm not enjoying going to watch Newcastle anymore. You know, I don't enjoy it. It's not fun. The only thing in it which I like doing is going and seeing my pals and having a beer and a bit chat. Yeah. Um, and that's. That's the best bit about it, but I can do that at Shields now, you know. And, are you, you two becoming not, some of those uh, so-called hipsters? And it's not going to be—it's not costing us fifty quid. It's not that at all. No, I, I don't think it's kind of a—you a, have a morally superior standpoint than anyone else because you watch non-league football and oh, my pie was only fifty pence, uh, whereas yours has obviously been made by Chinese children in a warehouse. You they know. serve craft beer, don't you know? 
Well, hey, they've got Moretti on top at our place. It's great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I can stand and have a drink, and, and it's it's good fun. And we all we all, you know, it's it's a community feel to the place as well. You know, the the players all sit in the bar afterwards and have a bit crack on with with the fans and stuff. And it's just nice. It's what football is is actually when you get down to it. It's what football is about. Um, what he's done at Shields as well is kind of something I like. He's brought all the the, the best old players from the past three or four years back. Yeah. So it's a it's a bit like when you play on FIFA and you buy like as Newcastle fans buy Kabai back and get Ben Arfa back <laughs> and you probably get Gareth Bale back. You know, if you of football manager or whatever it is and kind of it's it, it's just nice to see them in the new shirt and stuff. You know, and it's Shields yeah. is a bit like that. He's he's brought five or six players back that were there previously went elsewhere because Shields were in in real trouble financially. Yeah. Um. And it's and they're, they're all for the level they're at very very good players. Julio Arcas there as well played for Sunderland for a few years. Yeah. Are you serious? He was only in Middlesbrough in 2013. He was playing the championship for Middlesbrough in 2013, you know? Oh, I, I saw him. He, he played, he played uh, pub football for his mates team in Sunderland and then he, he signed for Shields. Um, it's great. I mean, I like it. I had this conversation with my missus uh, uh, yesterday about, about Shields and stuff and I said, you know, I'm not, it's not that I've fallen out of love with Newcastle. I don't think I would ever fall out of love with Newcastle United. They're still my team. It's just I'm finding it an awful lot more enjoyable to go and watch a local club at the minute who who actually care a little bit about about the fans and about do, the community and stuff like that. Do you that. think part of that at all, I mean, I don't know how connected you are with the off-pitch stuff, but is any of that at all attributed to the fact that, you know, you're not surrounded by conversation around the club that you don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of, you know, what may or may not be happening in the boardroom. And this player said this and this player's done that, that you're actually just going and connecting with the game again, as opposed to all the kind of theatre around it. Yeah. 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 I think it's bringing football back down to its base level and, and, and just, and you know, for the the purity of the game and not wanting to sound like a knob about it, but it's just it's just going and watching football and enjoying it rather than worrying about the stadium's got this sponsor on it or you know yeah. what what's my, what's uh, Lee Charnley going to do this week or you know what's what's the manager going to say in the press and all that kind of stuff and then it gets dissected on Sky Sports News and stuff like that you know and the the biggest thing we've got to worry about is is the centre half going to turn up this week or is he in a beat on holiday again. You know, and that's like <laughs> that's kind of the, the 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 maximum problem you have with with the non-league stuff. But I mean, that doesn't stop me stop me enjoying Newcastle United still when when we play well, like like on uh, on Sunday gone or or getting annoyed about it when we lose. You know, I'm not completely detached from it, um, but I am enjoying a lot throwing me throwing me kind of emotional support into South Shields. It's it's quite a um, therapeutic sort of thing for us, I think. With with Newcastle and Sunderland being so shit at the minute, there's a lot of Newcastle and Sunderland fans coming together to to watch yeah. the same to watch the same team, which you know it sounds like madness, but it's happening. It's it's great. It's sounds nice like you're all going a bit uh, a bit Liverpool there, lads. You know Liverpool Everton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all going to be sitting next to each other and cuddling and that, and giving each other reach arounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to, to I guess to to end stuff on on Newcastle again I mean where have you if you were to say you've looked strong in any kind of part of the pitch this season where would you say your, your strengths do lie in the advertising hardens <laughs> <laughs> corporate boxes yeah bestie I'm, I'm trying to work it out I'm the, 
on the pitch. Um, you got quite a lot of pace, don't you? That's kind of what I've always, I've always seen mm. about. Just look on one element quite nippy. Yeah, Perez isn't isn't exactly a slow either. Um, Mitrovic, Mitrovic turns like a fucking BP tank, though, doesn't he? He's an angry bastard, that boy as well, isn't he? He, is, he, he gets very cross. He's got roid rage, hasn't he? I'm sure it's just like he's nuts. A lot of red meat. That's that's what it is, yeah. Red meat. The Newcastle thing's strange. I, I wouldn't say there's any particular area of the pitch that the they look great and stronger, but individually, there's some good players there, and I mean. It, that's kind of the, the often heard cry of the man whose team are in trouble, isn't it, really? But um, I, I do think the players that are there, I mean, the, the, they really have got some quality there. And if they can if they look good on the break, I suppose that will come down to pace, yeah. I mean, they beat Norwich 6-2, whenever that was, October. And on the break, they just look they eviscerated Norwich time and time again. Yeah. Um, and I think for the second goal on Sunday against Liverpool, um, Sissoko came down the right-hand side took the ball past, I think, Joe Allen. And Wijnaldum was kind of galloping down the middle. So the, the, the threat's there, you know. Um, I, I don't know which area of the pitch you would say that's probably down the wings, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think we're, we're good at, we're pretty good at getting out and breaking it on teams, but we don't do it in the way that, like, Leicester are doing it at the minute, where the, the tempo's quick and they ping the ball about. You know, we yeah. it tends to be two or three balls from back to front. And then and then we're in, you know. I'm I'm thinking of the goal, um, the Wijnaldum goal at home against Southampton was one of the most classic, oh, uh, fantastic breakaway goals that I can remember. Where it was two touches from the edge of our box and then a cross onto his head, you know. Um, we do that quite well, but you've got to have the right players to do that, you know. Obviously, um, obviously I've, I've only ever seen him play when you guys have been on the telly, but he has looked decent. One Adam, how, how has he been week in week out? He's He's good. I mean, he's he was Dutch Player of the Year last year, and he was captain of PSV. You know, you, that that's not a shit player by any stretch of the imagination. That is a good footballer. Um, you can tell he's got the little touches and the little bits of class about his uh, all-round game, which which elevate him above a lot of the players in our team. You know, um, and he's he's got a nose for a goal as well. He keeps popping up in the box, and like he did on Sunday. Um, so I. I'd, I'd love to say that he's going to be with us for a while and that he'll keep doing that, but if he keeps performing like that for Newcastle, there's only one thing's going to happen and he'll end up leaving eventually. Yeah, I'm sure I've asked you this before, especially um, given the chat we've just had about Shields and how you've enjoyed that, but would it not be a good thing for Newcastle maybe to have a, a year down in, in the Championship and sort of rebuild and, and remember what it was to win games because the last time you were down there you got a bit of silverware you know Sean Ramiobi actually scored some goals yeah. regularly it was you know it seemed like you had a bit of fun down there which is which is what being a supporter is about and it might not be as fancy and as pretty as the mm. Premier League but you at least you can connect with it and actually enjoy going to, to your club again as a fan I really enjoyed the year in the championship I know best of you weren't at home then were you you were living in Norwich I I enjoyed the year a lot, but the the difference between now and then is when we went down then, we had the likes of Kevin Nolan and Joey Barton and we had players who who were prepared to hang around and muck in. They had the stomach for the fight. They had the the stomach for the the fight, you know, they were prepared to get their hands dirty and I, I don't see any of that in this current team. Um, even Would it not, not be an like, excuse to rip it apart, though? Just, you know, start a fresh build a squad around Jack Cole. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, Buck. <laughs> Yeah, I would build a wall around Jack Colbert. I think that might work. Um, Is he no, not any good? I thought he was some sort right. of like folk hero. No, he's gone a bit off the boil this season. I think, but none of them have covered themselves in glory this season. He's but all right, Colbert. I think he does make a difference. He adds a bit of kind of. I think Newcastle are very light. Is it if you want to call it defensive midfield? They generally play two there, and it's been Anita and. Uh, oh, help us out, Taylor. Who else? Anita and. Well, it's been Anita and Colbert mostly. The majority of us, quite recently, is—I don't know what the hell's happening to him. The lad's gone off the ball completely. Callbacks, callbacks, a decent player when he's not under an awful lot of pressure. But against, well, the Palace game was a prime example. He lost the ball in midfield a couple of times, and one of them led to a goal for them. You know, if he can play a nice little sideways pass and and keep himself out of trouble, then he's quite happy. But if he's got people pressing him and people up in his face, he's he's I don't think he's that uh I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's got the, the football and talent to be able to get out of those sort of situations, you know. Does some of them fans start an awful lot of him though, don't they? Oh yeah, well they used to, they don't anymore the fucking age, <laughs> Not <so>. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to that Aaron's lads? Because I thought he was supposed to be like the next wonder kids to come through in the Premier League. He's injured again, isn't he? He's, he missed all last season with the injury and he played maybe two games this season and the same's happened again. He, the, the poor lad, bless him, he's made of glass. Mm. Well, I, and this is, I, I actually put something on um, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago when it was announced that he had another injury. And I, I, it was something along the lines of um, Rolanda Aarons is obviously made of glass and tarbash. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he spotted it and he, and he retweeted it. On uh, on Twitter, and then went into this big like speech about how he doesn't listen to anyone, and he's gonna show everyone how good he is, and all this kind of stuff. And like what I was saying was obviously a joke. I don't think he really is made of glass and tarbash. I was <laughs> saying that, I was saying that for comedic effect. But um, but he seemed to take it to heart, and he retweeted about twenty different comments from people who'd said similar things. You know, you and, nasty and, man. And it got so much attention, it ended up in the Chronicle, on the Chronicle's website. As a <laughs> well, no, not the Chronicle. The that, that would have gone wide. Uh, it did, yeah, exactly. And um, and then I started getting messages off people said, you bastard, saying that to him. <laughs> and it was like, fuck, it was only a joke, come on. <laughs> but I yeah. still throw you in jail with his missus for that. Yeah, that's right. There right. we are. Rolando Aaron's appears to be made of glass and pritstick. <laughs> that's yeah, that was it. Somebody else said Tabash, yeah. That's you fucking nasty bastard. I know. You've got um, Adam Armstrong at Coventry as well. He's one that you could build Newcastle United 2.0 around. If we were in League 2 or League 1, maybe, yeah. <laughs> he, he could get a few in Championship. I've, I've, I mean, 
I've got a season ticket in Championship now, so I'm much more used to that level of football yeah. than I, I used to be. And having seen bits and pieces of him, um, he's no better or, or worse than some of the strikers I've seen there. I mean, we Town had Borough at home the other day, and and they outplayed him for most of it. And you know, Borough are one of the best sides in that league, and there wasn't much to them. Yeah. So the, the the level in the Championship is not one to really aspire to to be honest he, he, I reckon he could probably hold his own in there and, yeah. and nick a few goals I mean Christ I mean, he'll be scored down there and I know you guys love him and that and you may have a hamster named after him but he, he <laughs> for him to score regularly whoa, to, whoa hang on a minute it's not a hamster it's a rabbit come on a rabbit sorry you're going to take the piss at least get the facts right <laughs> yeah. I would be mate I would to be honest I would just go I'd just hang up now fuck them don't need this short of shit do we <laughs> Really? <laughs> I, I don't know how substantiated it is, but there's been a rumour going around that you're going to go in for Townsend from us in January as well. Andy Andy Townsend? <laughs> yeah. He's going to bring his tactics chuck with him as well. He's going to yeah. be in and around St. James's Park in January. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's almost like he's headed too well, Clive. <laughs> with his funny old man fa- he's had a, He's had the face of an old man since he was in his 20s. <laughs> he certainly has. Well, I looked at the a generation of players that had Gordon Cowan's always looked ancient as well. <laughs> Alan Alan Cork. Yeah. God, Alan Cork, aye. Gordon Jury. Well, he had that big beard. Gordon Mike Phelan was one as well. Mike Phelan. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, Teddy Sheringham's always looked quite old as well. Yeah. Bestie, Is man, that right? you... I, I read somewhere that Teddy Sheringham doesn't have to shave at all. Is that right? Dunno. I, I, I read things years that like, he, he can't grow facial hair. I'm glad you said it was on his face there. I thought you were... Oh, dear me. Never mind. Going to a conversation about manscaping. That was our yeah. first podcast, too. I wonder about moustaches actually thinking on. It certainly was. It was fucking awful. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, coming back to your original point, Raj, no, I don't think we would uh, be able to get back up if we went down this season. Um, coming back to that. Have you, have you got much in the way of an academy at the moment? I think we'd be fucked. No, not really. There's, There's... There's not. We haven't produced many good players, or we haven't produced many players for years. You know, um, the last one who we produced who actually, you know, went on anything was probably Andy Carroll, um, and then he was hamstrung somewhat by drink and gambling, and you know, being yeah, a, you could, I mean, if you're talking, I mean, I, I don't think Paul Dummett's very good, but he's holding down a regular place in the Premier League, isn't he? So, yeah. Sammy Amiobi, dumb it. Um, yeah. Isn't there a third Amiobi? Yeah. Tommy Amiobi, who plays in Iceland, or he used to play in Iceland, anyway. Yeah, not, he the, does, uh, not the shop, the country. <laughs> Dishing out prom rings. and Yeah. <laughs> He's busy this time of year as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has Kerry Katona done another one of the adverts for him? She followed, she followed me on Twitter, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I have absolutely no idea why. Send She's a- still following you. Yeah, she followed us. Somebody had said something not very nice about her, and then, and I had made some sort of like smart ass comment, and uh, and she followed us. I said something about don't say that about Kerry. She's the the queen of hearts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but and then she's she a national me, treasure. And I'm, and I'm thinking she's seen me and thought I'm having him for me new burn. Definitely. Send send her a DM. See what's going on. <laughs> DM her. Slide yeah. into her DM. Yeah. All right, oh, Kerry. Please, please, please try and chat up Kerry Katona. <laughs> Oh, mate, you've got to do it. Imagine if she's listening to this. Oh, well, she's a big Spurs fan from what I've heard. 
Is she? Isn't she from like Liverpool? No, sorry, I'm 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 lying. She likes the cock. That's what I've heard. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's a Spurs joke. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. No, that's what she said. Neither did she. Yeah. She could be on the first episode of uh, Fake Taxi Newcastle. This has gone very lad Bible, I'm afraid, chaps. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's ever since we cracked chat- open those WKDs that we arranged to pre pod. I think our very yeah. first chat was about fake taxi, though, wasn't it? It was very early on in our relationship, Raj. Yeah, it was um, between that and, and Smelly Bob, and then Smelly Bob was that was the marker. Smelly Bob, our hundredth episode got both shouts out. Seb actually didn't allow us to ask a question about um, fake taxi because he didn't want his mum to hear him speaking about porn. <laughs> we just have to be wary of that. His mum listens to the podcast, despite him urging her not to. For the for the past month, our headline feature has been Seb telling us about his Tinder lifestyle. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more that's happened on there as well that he's just not telling us about. That's where he's not, and that's where he's now, Jack. He's he's so successful around Bath, and Lothario on the south, what is it, west corner of the country. He's just he just don't have enough time. So how come how come we've never we've never spoken to Seb on here? Then how come that's never happened? Is he like he's like the fifth Beatle? We've never actually. We've never actually had the conversation with him, have we? He struggles. He struggles with uh, Raj. You know, I think any further north, he's gonna. You know, is it northern accent? Northern yeah. accent. He just can't attack. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, play the the lad. <laughs> Fair play, the lad. We'll let him off. Hey. Um, how are we gonna just uh, say another two minutes? How are we how are we gonna get at you on? Uh, oh, forgot on we Sunday. were playing each other this week. I know, right? Isn't it? <laughs> Because you, you're often pretty good against us. You've usually got the measure of Spurs, aside for when we kind of Is thump it? you occasionally. Are we playing at home or away? Are we playing at White Hart Lane? Yeah. Lane yeah. We, we, we normally do that thing where we defend like maniacs for you know 90-odd minutes and nick a goal. Um, have Tim Krull playing absolute fucking blinder. Yeah. Or the, 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 He's going to have to do a wheelchair game, this time around. The White Hart Lane game always, always um, invokes memories of uh, Oberfemi Martin scoring an absolute thunder bastard past you. Um, one of the hardest kicks of a football I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Went about 80 miles an hour or something stupid, oh, and, didn't it? and the rest, and the rest. Yeah. I always remember that game. I remember the, is it 5-0 when Adebayor scored? Yeah. And um, that time that Michael Owen broke himself one of the many times. I think Paul Robinson took him out, didn't he? That was New Year's Day, wasn't it? About 2006. Stood on his foot, didn't he? Before the, was it before the Euros or the World Cup or something? Stood before on his foot. Cup. Yeah. And, and then in the World as Cup... As you said that, he's just jumped up on my... Not in my sitting room, but on, on my telly screen. I've got BT Sport on. And he's, wow. he's, leaping, he's leaping about like he's never had an injury in his life. That yeah. little works like could. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's an abysmally boring man on television as well now. He's, he's not good, is he? He's he's just one of the worst. I I don't actually mind him as a bloke. I think he seems like a fairly nice family he said the man. Other day but um, Man City Man City don't win when they don't score. Oh that god, his, yeah. that was his hot take. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. It was. I think his actual words were, "You're you're you're fine with Manchester City that usually they don't win when they fail to score." Mm. And he just kind of gives that look to you know. He's not wrong. Yeah. Well. Yeah. To be fair to him. Thousands and thousands of pounds a week to go on the telly and say that. Amazing. 
I, I don't mind Michael Owen. He gets a really hard time from Newcastle fans. He, he doesn't bother me at all, to be honest with you, really. Apart from you've just called him a workshy little sea bomb. That's because I knew I'd get a laugh. <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it? Into the audience, Stephen. Uh, know your audience. Well done. You should. Yeah. Uh, you should have taken a, a leaf from Michael's book, though. There, bestie, and uh, gone with his old line of "I've lived with vile all my life, but I'll never do vile." <laughs> oh, I like that. I don't know if you ever saw that tweet when uh, I, I, I saw someone mention a vile thing to do with him, but I didn't see what the origin of it was. That's that's lovely. What a poorly, what a lovely man. <laughs> last, yeah. I think it was last week or the week before when we were recording this. Uh, it's one of those tweets that's got like a 10,000 retweets, but I'd still never seen it before. He take, taking a picture of one of his dogs licking the other dog's bollocks, yes. saying, I hope Mrs. Owen is as friendly as this to me later on. <laughs> odd, odd little man. Oh, God. <laughs> didn't he buy a cul-de-sac in Cheshire where like each member of his family lives in a separate house, but they essentially all live on one street together? And nobody talks to each other. About that. <laughs> the I sort said, of thing where they put like still like little newspaper clippings in envelopes and put it through the door, just like I thought you might like this with a little note, you know, and it'll just be some story about a local supermarket. <laughs> Dunno. I bet they still have problems with postman though. Postman will tell yeah. them that nobody was in. It's like we only in time fucking street, mate. You could have sent it anywhere. <laughs> we left I, it with I, the neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we tried to deliver it at this time. I still get um, retweet notifications and like notifications on Twitter. Of he once put a thing up which said, "I've just run over a rabbit and I'm absolutely devastated." <laughs> and I send him a reply saying, "It sounds to me like the rabbit took the easy way out, pal, instead of listening to your shit." And I still get the odd, I still get the odd retweet of it. It was about three years ago, and it still keeps popping up. <laughs> the idea that the rabbit saw him coming and just threw itself in front of his car. <laughs> I'm gonna try and find that later on. Mind you, I'm sorry. It didn't say if he was in his car or in his helicopter. If he'd had a rabbit in his helicopter, I'd be very impressed. I'd take some take some manoeuvrability to be able to do that. It wasn't one of yours, was it, Bestie? I hope not. <laughs> I, I only put him back. I only put him to bed about two hours ago, so there's a chance. After you've called him a cunt, he's going to be coming around your back garden, <laughs> straight through where's, your back fence. Where's little Shola? You've you've actually called it Shola. I thought yeah, that was a I've got, joke. I've got three. I've got one called Shola after Shola Armour, who sang Ain't Nobody. <laughs> no, that was Chatter Calm, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what did Shola Armour sing? Unbreak My Heart? Was that Tony Braxton? Never was mind. Tony Braxton. You're just doing a racist tirade of mixing up <laughs> women now. I know a fact about Tony Braxton. One of our breast implants exploded on an aeroplane once. Bloody hell. Yeah. It might not be true. I might have made that up, but... I didn't even think Tony Braxton had breast implants. No, she does. Really? No, yes. How vain of her. But yeah, there's two, um, yeah. little Daryl, who, the other two were picked on, so she had to go in and run little hutch. And Nala, who me wife named. What's Daryl named after your builder? <laughs> Daryl Yanmat. Oh, Darryl. right. Is it, you said everyone's Nala, what, like the lion in Lion King or the lioness in Lion King? Yeah, because it's kind of just like sandy coloured, so she's okay. got that one. But Daryl is named after South Shields' uh, centre half, Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall. Yeah. Who used to, be in, used to be in Hall and Oates in the 70s. <laughs> we were getting 
I knew we were getting three, and one of them was like Daryl's, um, which is uh, a black kind of lopiehead rabbit. rabbit. Oh, and man. I wanted to call one shoulder, and I thought, well, I don't, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't want to take the, the Tony Braxton mix up. Let's not go down this road. <laughs> it's because I remember Jeremy Clarkson called it a black Labrador. He had drug ban. I thought you asshole. So I purposefully called the the the, the, the well shoulder's kind of white with black dots. I thought, well, she, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll upset the apple cart here a little bit. In, in in my household, it's quite... No, it's not. In my head, it's quite funny. <laughs> does, Shola, does Shola just kind of loll around the garden, not really doing very much, and occasionally, like, shits herself and then falls over? Very much like her namesake. Does Shola Mjolby shit herself? I'd imagine so. He's getting, he's getting on now, mate. He's older than us. Is he not? No, I, I don't think so. He is, man. I know. Well, he's got a beer. I thought he was about 36 now. So he's, playing, he, he's playing up front for Bolton now with Emil Heskey, isn't he? The dr- the dream team. What happened the to Kajot? He's 34. Oh, he's a year older than us. I can't believe Kevin Nolan's younger than me. That's fucking mental, that. can't believe fucking Diego Costa's only, what, 17 or however old he's supposed to be. <laughs> that, was a, that was a difficult paper around that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it's like great. you always say, Baines, paper around in Baghdad. Yeah. yeah. Behind a road gritter. Mm. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> right, you uh, do you want to predict the score, lads? Oh shit! Um, go on, best. You have a go first. I'm going to say that the score will be three-one to Tottenham Hotspur. Ooh. Right, I'm going to book the trend slightly here, and forever being um, negative about Newcastle. I think off the back of our unbelievably jammy win against Liverpool um, we're going to beat you really? imagine that I'm going to go for a 2-1 Newcastle win and the only reason that it'll happen is because you'll have about 20 shots on target and then we'll hit you on the break in the last 5 minutes and you'll you'll concede so there you go I don't think I've ever predicted a win for us on this podcast ever but there you are not a bad shout Alright and lads, thanks very much for your time this evening and uh yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Absolute pleasure, mate. Yes, delighted, delighted. Thank you very much, Taylor and Bestie. Good lad, they're always good value, those two lads, aren't they, Raj? Yeah. It's it's always a pleasure speaking to them. Yeah. Um we've got to say actually, um, in the first half that we uh we're not joined by Mr. Sebastian Stafferblore this week. He's, he's on a Tinder date. He is on a Tinder date. He's been very quiet um, about you know, why he's missing the pod this evening. Um, but, oh no, hang on a minute. Who's that I hear in the background? Shaking Wait, so you... Shaking tablets. <laughs> so you started the pod without even acknowledging that I wasn't no, there this time. We don't need to do that. Mate. That is that is awful. It's because we we were rushing. We, we... No, but the, you've, that means that means you've just slotted back into your old pre-me routine. Yep, we were going to call the podcast the good old days as well. <laughs> we just we've just gone effortlessly back into missionary there. <laughs> the bed's much more comfy with only two of us in it. So do you? Sandwiched in between us. Yeah. And then I thought, when I'd finished what I was doing earlier, I thought, I'll call them, see if they're still recording. And now that seems like a really bad decision. Oh, <laughs> Could have just been sitting there watching Champions League highlights. So were you Happy. Uh, were you getting busy this evening then, sir? I was not, mate. I had some uh, 
some stuff that needed that my is, attention. Mate, that's such a that's such a week. I had some stuff. I'm washing my hair. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing genuine pony and uh, stripping to some females. <laughs> like that was it. We were talking. We were talking earlier on about Seb's uh, getting busy playlist. I, st- I still got him down as a careless whisper kind of guy. <laughs> he he mixed it up with some Barry White. No, that's such a cliche. <laughs> Why, what would you go with if you were romancing a woman, Seb? What would you play? No, I'm not doing that with you. No, come on, come on, Seb. No, no, no. So, no, no, Seb, no. you've not been here for the you know first time. I was never like even, even, even as a teenager when like you know, you know when you're you're kind of when sex is still uh, a nervous thing for you when you're you know you're you're younger, and um, I wasn't even a music guy then. Never, never bothered me. During the uh, <laughs> during the act, is that? No, at all. It's just it's it's not sort of. I, I can't believe we're doing this. Managed to hook That's what in. she said. Hey. If my mother's listening, stop now. You can, you can, you stop. She's definitely just not going to stop. Turn it off. Um, can you email no, no, us no. at rtrpod.com and, and tell us what music you <laughs> like listening to, please, Seb's mom. <laughs> no, move on. What have we got to talk about? Uh, Maybe what, do you like have the four seasons on in the background and do some tantric shit for half an hour. So I change it up for every season. That's your cue right, to Vivaldi change position. The Vivaldi doesn't go with with with, with Vivaldi. Tantric. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I reckon you could make it work to some Vivaldi. What what do you prefer, Bach? <laughs> no, no. Chopin. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> definitely one of those who goes on desert island discs. Discs. Desert island pit. discs. <laughs> desert island discs. Yeah, he goes on them as well. I think we found a pond on, name there. <laughs> yeah, he goes on desert island discs and uh, and picks five classical music songs. Okay, right. Going back to the uh, to the original. This is my. This is the thing, Raj. Discs, I gave right. you. I gave you social access to my Spotify account. Yeah, but you, you don't have it. You don't have it turned on so that I can see what you're listening to. So you could still be listening to sort of. You yeah, know. but I think we both know that that's because I don't know how to do that, rather than because I'm trying to keep you out of it. <laughs> I, I turned myself onto uh, onto private the other day while I listened to Justin Bieber's new album of bangers because I thought uh, I uh, I thought I, I need to try this out because Saxy's been telling me it's good and do, uh, do you know what? I, I'm not when I listen to like embarrassing music every now and again because I'm, I'm fairly, muse I'm fairly, well I'm fairly comfortable <laughs> in, my, in my musical kind of tastes but every you know, everyone likes a bit of shit every now and again. And the one person I do worry about is you. I always think this is going to get brought up and rule the roost, isn't it? Yeah. When I, me listening to Wrecking Ball or whatever, which I think <laughs> no, no, is no. one of the greatest pop songs ever written. Personally. Uh, no, I'll tell you what's a really good pop record this year. Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, Emotion. She's uh, she's sort of like a, a bargain basement Taylor Swift. And uh, it's brilliant because she knows she's... Grammy, isn't she, Taylor? Um, I hope Kendrick wins I, most I of them, but she she will do. I mean, she's already got like fifty of them already, I think, from her country days. Um, but yeah, it'll uh, she'll she'll she probably will for, for something. I still, um, she's she's a very talented song. As much as I don't really like her music, she's obviously a very talented songwriter. But you know, the best bit about the Grammys is when they um when they do the nominations, they list everyone who's involved in the songwriting really? process. So, like, you can see, who, like, if, if ever, someone like Rihanna's ever listed or something like that, you get all of their stuff. And that, um, Kanye West's list are always quite long because he's got so many samples that they list everyone who's involved in sort of the sample process as well. So it's, um, it's always really interesting. 
Um, the, her song, I was going to say that her song, Bad Blood, to me, mm-hmm. in terms of it being her singing it and just the kind of the theme of it is... Are you on about the single or album version? The, I guess the single version. I just the album version is better. Mate, the album version's better. Just, I don't know. The album version's better, that's all I'll say. Just singing. And we got bad blood and trying to make it all beef and it's just, come on, you know? I don't know. It's uh, the, the album version's better. Listen to the album version and it works. Stop. Stop. It does. It does. It genuinely does work. I mean, the best, uh, the best record on uh, on that album is uh, this. No, uh, what's it called? Tune, to Towards the yeah, it is. It's a banger. Um, uh, is it called Wonderland? I think maybe that's that's the one I'm thinking of. It's towards the end of the record, but it just sort of creeps up on you out of nowhere. There's one of them so she wrote with. No, because he's, I, I, he's I was, adding all these to his uh, his his playlists on Spotify. No, I found a um, because it just reminded me. I found a really cool um, it's on Spotify. Like a really cool um, Jimi Hendrix has a blues album. Um, it's like just blues versions of all his, I, not all of his songs, but it's just yeah, it, it, well worth a listen to. Because actually, I'm one of those people. I, I quite like music when I'm working, but I find music with lyrics quite distracting. So it's a kind of a nice because um, you can't listen to like. I don't know, Bob Dylan and, and write an article because it's it just doesn't mesh. Mate, have you well. listened to er, but, early, early days Fleetwood Mac? Some of that's fucking no, amazing, I, mate. Some of their old blues stuff, like they were proper proper bluesy. Really amazing. Cause I'm 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 kind of a um uh I kinda like a, the, the sort of the eighties um fracturing period Fleetwood Mac. Um like Seven Wonders and mm. stuff. I've got a guilty pleasure. No, no, Fleetwood Fleet, Fleet um, Mac are fucking brilliant. Fleetwood Mac are great. Do you listen to like you know they release those compilations around Father's Day every year? I Fuck ma- off! I imagine they're the sort of thing. <laughs> Vertigo by U two and Sultans of Swing. Seb dancing around his room with like a tennis racket guitar sort of thing. Yeah. You know hello, I, 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 the thing. The thing I I hate sort of what U two have become. <laughs> and I, I I you know but what do you mean what, what like, we become? No, but they what what you two have become. Oh, I thought you were on about us too. I genuinely thought you were on about. I thought you were on about me. What you two? That, that would be that would be a WhatsApp was... chat rather than a pod conversation, wouldn't it? But like I I, 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 I still like Act Act Hung Baby and the Joshua Tree. It's like you know, but before you two became like you know Bono talking out about you know. What is he said about ISIS the other day? He said. Oh, I don't he know. said, He's like, ISIS policy is a force for evil. Our music is a force. It's something even worse than that. He said something so. It, it, well, it's a weird oh. thing because, like, obviously, early U2, like, heavily religious band. Like, they almost broke up because Larry Mullen Jr., I think Larry Mullen Jr., or Adam Clayton, um, did. How do you know all their to... names? I thought Adam Clayton played in Midville or Middlesbrough. No, Adam Clayton's the um the uh the edge. other guitarist. No, no, that the edge is one of them and then Adam Clayton is the other and then Larry Mullen plays drums and Bono is Are the... you like some weird U two fanboy? No, but eighties U two are good. What's that like eighties U two like where the streets have no name? That's that's quite a deep Yeah, it was it's good, like with or without you, you know, and, and then you know <laughs> stuff like there's there's a sort of um like Sunday Bloody Sundays obviously uh, a protest. I've never song. heard any of these songs, mate. Oh, mate! Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to admit that you two have been fucking dreadful for twenty years. But before then, they were. Um, they were my cool. favorite, my they favorite song about. of theirs is the one that was in that Batman Forever, which doesn't even sound like a U two song. 
Oh, hold me, thrill me, kiss, kiss me, me, thrill yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, yeah, that's from. Yeah, um, I like. I like the one that was on the iPod advert. Vertigo. It is Which Vertigo. one's that? <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, it's awful. Oh, no. Is that? Doors. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. So cringe. Seb, Seb bangs it on when he's in the shower on the morning. Starts off the day. No, 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 no. It's the sort of thing that, like, Jimi Hendrix is a good way to start the day. Just before he settles into some Chopin. Debussy. <laughs> Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the, uh, the... Yeah, I shower to, 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 to Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. <laughs> they started playing Ride of the Valkyries before Town come out. I think that because David Wagner's there, they've started playing Wagner. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely brilliant. <laughs> I pissed myself the first time. That's hilarious. Um, I heard it. I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody inside the ground, apart from me, laughed along to that sort of like... But um, it, it tickled me. Um, but what was I going to say? I can't remember what I was going to say now. That's a shame. No, no, no. I was, I was distracted by his declaration of Wagner. Um, no, it was... Um, have you ever seen the episode of Curb where he's outside the cinema? It's one of the earlier episodes um, and he's whistling Wagner and um, the Jewish guy next to him asks him if he's a Jew and how can a Jew be whistling to uh, to Wagner because he was a Nazi. And uh, he, he keeps on doing it and every time he does it, um, he does no. He does various different things. I think he might be eating pork at one point or another, and this same guy pops up, and it's uh, it's one of those you know curb moments that are brilliant. I like the one when he uh, when he <laughs> when he thinks he's uh, actually genteel and he's been adopted. Yes, yeah. And then he decides because he's Christian, he's going to give his kidney away. <laughs> <laughs> when he finds out he's Jewish, he wants it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to watch Curb again. It's so good. Um, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what question. Okay, that's because because that, that and for that entire series, they teased whether or not he was adopted or not, and it was only like in the last few scenes of the one series that it was ever like built on at all. I'm trying to see. You know what? I uh, I put out a question. Uh, Asking, well, I put out a question. I put out a, a request for questions, um, and we didn't actually ask any to Taylor or Bestie because a couple of them are actually Newcastle themed. Um, but here we go. We've got we've got one just in now. Just put out another call out. Um, have one from Joseph at Dom underscore Carpel, who says finish above scum, but bottom half or top four, but they win the league. That's quite tough, actually. That's quite a good question. I would. I know this sounds so pathetic. I would, but I would take finishing above Arsenal if we both finish bottom. Yeah, half. I. I think it would mean more to yeah. me. I know that makes me so small. No, time, I, I agree. I, I just, I, the rivalry is the rivalry. Yeah, and I imagine seeing them win the league. It'd be all. I mean, we get into Champions League. There's no saying how well we do, but they would have won the league, and it's something they would go on about for the next ten years. Yeah, the thing also is that the Champions League is the Champions League significance is changing because English football, the TV deal is is risen by such a large amount that actually the financial benefits of qualifying from the Champions League aren't incidental. It's just not quite the same anymore. Um, so yes, it's nice and yeah, it, it's it's obviously a lovely thing to be able to play, you know, uh, 
some big European team at the lane, but or at the new stadium if it's in a couple of years' time. But um, yeah, I, Arsenal. I'd rather have a year of that, I think, than six games in the or eight games in the Champions League. Fuck Arsenal. Any any exactly. any advances on that at all, Raj Baines? No, I completely agree. Good, good. Right, Danny Wilson at Danny Yiddo eighty six asks. This is a decent one, actually. Is Kyle Walker the weakest link in our starting eleven? No, no. He's better no. than Danny Rose. Yes, definitely. Would you say he's the second weakest link? God. I, I still. Yeah, I'm going to get abused for this, only because. He's still learning the position, and only because every now and again you see a little bit of his naivety, which is not in any way his fault. Eric Dyer, Eric Dyer does so much good, but then at the weekend you saw that sometimes he doesn't yet quite have that. Like he's learned it brilliantly, and and to, to play to be a viable defensive midfielder in essentially four months is, is really impressive. But you know, his positioning is not quite what it should be all the time and sometimes his, his distribution lets him down. I'm sure that will change in time, but for the moment. You're completely uniing some Burgess in him. <laughs> I'm not. You are. I'm not, absolutely not. You just, you've had a day of league and it's <laughs> fine, but just let it go. All right, stop, stop. You now, not only this is you, stop you, this has become so personal that you, you actually, you spent your Saturday... Well, uh, yeah, watched watch Bath game just so that you could snark at me about the result. Yeah, they were shit as well. That's how much your hatred. That, you didn't that, even respond kind of... to that either. So I, I, I was thinking. I wasn't in the mood for it. I just like. I just like. I kept a bit quiet. It's like it's like if it's, it's like if someone if if some interloper dropped in on, on our WhatsApp and said Tottenham would toss, aren't they? <laughs> you, none of you would. It just you know. came out of nowhere as well. Roger said, "Just watch Bath. You lot of shit," and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> just not, not in the I'd just like to see Mike Ford suffer the coward's you know slime of a man that he it's is it's not Mike Ford that suffers mate it's fans you're my Mike you Ford's... are sort of my I'm your proxy yeah, Mike yeah. Ford yeah you're you're my <laughs> conduit to Mike Ford and the Ford family uh dear his son had a shocker on Saturday actually good <laughs> we've had one from Bogo at Bogo One, is there an argument for resting Ericsson and trying Lamella, Ali and Son for certain? No, hang on, is there an argument for resting Ericsson and trying Lamella, Ali and Son for certain games? Could Christian Ericsson play deeper in future, like Modric? Lamella, Ali and Son sounds like a corner shop. Um, <laughs> um, what what was the? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I answer don't think, a different uh, I don't question. think Ericsson um, can play deeper. I don't. I want to answer a different question because um, I don't Christian ever Ericsson want to see Christian Ericsson drops personally. Yeah, Christian no. Ericsson comes in for this weird amount of abuse because yeah. for some reason, if he's not scoring or, or assisting in every single match, he's suddenly you know not a functional part of the football team, and um, it's an appalling opinion to have. And yep. I don't think people who sort of question whether or not he has a place in the team uh, properly understand the game or not. Um, uh, genuinely shocks me and sort of uh, I do deeply question their intellect whenever I hear it or it's usually oh, you two well that bring Raj. it up. Um, the man does so much work and, you know, it's, it's not going to happen for him all the time because he is such a, a small percentage player with the things he does. I mean, uh, maybe it's because 
you know, Ozil's on this run of assisting every time he touches the ball and, and stuff like that, that it's, you know, it's maybe touching a nerve and maybe because it's, he went on that run last year of every time he, he took a free kick, it was swinging in and, and, you know, Willian's doing that now that maybe that's been amplified, but he's, he's one of the more important parts of the team. As soon as you get rid of him, I mean, when we, when he was injured for earlier on this season and Harry Kane wasn't scoring, it was no accident that that happened. He's, his positioning, the, the things he does in terms of sort of spatially, and and the fact that he's actually working on his defensive game are all are all huge highlights. And he's one of the younger members of the squad still. You, he's early twenties, and that stuff's gonna come. Um, and sort of sort of giving up on him and thinking he's one to sell is uh, or maybe drop is um, shocking to me. As as we said before in the past about you know the likes of Carrick and Modric, Ericsson to me is that the metronomic presence. It, it just seems to be that he just keeps play ticking in the opposition half. That whether or not he's 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 creating space for other players, he's he's always got his head up and he's always anticipating the play. I just think he's. I think he's yeah, such a if, vital presence in our team. And when he he's doesn't, also reliant he... on on what what happens around him. He's a playmaker. So you know you can be. Uh, sometimes his lack of prominence in games is his own fault, admittedly, and sometimes doesn't quite you know execute. Uh, sometimes doesn't quite see the passes he's supposed to. But you know you got to remember if if the top half that if, if the top sort of four players in that formation aren't working around him. He's going to be nullified because that's how playmaking works. He's not a he's not a Gareth Bale. He's not going to dribble past players and score thirty yard screamers every week. That's just not the player he is. So you have to factor in the state of the kind of the the, the temperature of of our attacking football. And and you know you can't. Um, yeah, I I I, I agree with Raj. I, I don't. It, it seems to take very little for people to to really turn on him. And it's sad because I think I think in in five or ten years or five years when he's inevitably playing for a club who are, who are bigger than us and who give him regular Champions League football, we'll miss him and we'll remember that it was actually a privilege to have him. Yeah, great play. I love him. I really, really like him. Um, he has bad games, but then, you know, that's... It's, he's, he's a fan of the player. It's not, you know, we bought him for £11 million. He's never played in a... Um, he came from the Eredivisie and he's been excellent, generally. If you look at his entire Tottenham career as a whole, he's a... Been a huge positive. You touched on it as well, Raj, and the fact that he's still... I think people forget how young he is still as well. Because mm. he's bald. Yeah. And because he's been... Because he's, he's been had a hair transplant. That's been floated around for the past, what, five, six years, isn't it? So it's... Yeah, he was a, he was a teenager when he broke in at Ajax, so he's a he's an household name off of... Champions League. Well, football manager, I should say. Uh, mm. Championship manager, I was meant to say. Oh, shut up, Jack. Um... Let's just have a look. Uh, ben Lewis at Ben Lewis 0795 asks, which of United, Chelsea or Arsenal will win the Europa League? Oh, I'd hate it if Arsenal won the Europa Fuck League. Fuck off. I'd hate Fuck it. Fuck off. Just None of them. I don't don't ever ask a question like that again. Uh, awful question. You're not familiar with Mr. Ben Lewis's shtick then, Seb? No, I don't like his shtick he's, uh, either. He's a notorious troll. Uh, we'll, we'll, I wonder why he hangs on Ryu then. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be opposites that attract. A, a. And have we been emailed any decent questions? No, we didn't ask for any. So no, I don't think anyone does it off their own back. Uh, scumbags. Scumbags. Um, well, we haven't got anything else. Uh, anything else decent? So, um, 
Any fancy football updates, Sam? I had a really good week. Raj has actually, you know, I um, I was doing the disqualifications earlier, uh, and Raj is um, Raj is making moves. I'm gonna load it up. It's a good silent segment <laughs> that we're putting into the pod. Uh, while while Seb's loading that up, we can talk about. Uh... Oh no! It's oh, here we go. It's All right. All right. So, um. Yeah, after last week's disqualifications, we've had a little bit of a we've had a change in leadership. Um, so third place, Gary and Vincent with 826 points. Insert Joe Kinnear is his team name. Don't know about that, Gary. Uh, second place, Phil it's Walker. Insert joke in here, Seb. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. It is quarter past 10. Quarter past 7 o'clock. Exactly. So, you know, I've had a long day. Been up since six o'clock as well. Uh, it, it's, in fact, it's a joint second because Phil Walker's got 826 points as well. Um, the Fighting Mongooses. Well done, Phil. And first is by over 30 points, actually. It's Daniel Thompson with his VA Spurs. Where are you in the well league, Sab? I am 17th. 784 points, closing in on the summit. I'm 55th. I'm quite proud of. How many points do you have? Um, 784. How do I find out how many points I have? How shite am I doing? Not great. Because um, I'm having to scroll quite a few Fuck pages me. to find Shakhtar, Galatasaray, United and Sevilla. Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm exactly 40 points behind you, Seb. Inch or a mile, mate. Doesn't matter. Exactly forty, but that's a that's a, an interesting battle. We'll see if I can I can rein you FC in. FC Tusk are in one hundred and thirty, eight hundred six hundred and thirty points. I just want to uh, genuinely say I haven't changed my team once since the start of the season. I haven't bothered with uh, football football at all this year, really. <laughs> I know you still have Cider Barino on your bench. Wait until he uh, comes to Spurs in January and then I can unleash him up front with Harry. Mm. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. Injured Sergio Aguero. I reckon it will happen. I think it will happen. I'd rather have Rondon. He's well, we're, we're not going to guess. But I'd, he, he wouldn't play with Kane, though, would he, Rondon? I don't think... What, no, I don't want to do the Berahino thing again. Just don't play 30 no, million I'm, for I've him. No, I haven't got the heart for it at the moment. Yeah. we got a good month. Right, let's kill it because we Probably. spoke to Newcastle for about five hours anyway. So uh, if you do want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Rule the Roost podcast, you can do so on Acast or on iTunes. You can scroll through all the old uh, episodes on rtrpod.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at rtr underscore pod. Um, yeah, listen to old episodes, give us some iTunes ratings, like us on Facebook, inflate our egos, do everything. Come on, Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.